0: Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast.
1: Louisville football bouncing back against Eastern Kentucky as they should. 30 3 win uh, on Saturday night. Now, another short week for the Cardinals bringing in, which will be a much more challenging opponent in UCF, which sits just outside the AP Top 25. We're going to talk about it here in this Cards Cast. I am Cardinal Authority Senior Writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demlin. And yeah, Jody, I mean, this is a. UCF is coming into Cardinal Stadium for a Friday night game, ESPN. You know, it's all the lights, all the, the pageantry, hopefully the better fan experience with the nation's number two offense. So, and it's going to be similar to Ole Miss. I mean, they like to, to move pretty quickly. Uh, so the Cardinals certainly a much bigger challenge this Friday night.
2: Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no question. I, I think it's one of those, Michael, where um, you, you look at, You look at this game this week, look, nothing's changed, in my opinion, from where we started when we did this, uh, when we did a Cards cast, you know, three weeks ago, I said, we're going to know everything we need to know the first 12 days of the season. Now, I did warn you, everyone listening, if it's really good the first two weeks, don't pay attention to it. If it's really bad the first two weeks, don't pay attention to it. If it's in the middle of the first two weeks, don't pay attention to it. It's not going to be until after week three, which is Friday night, that I think that you can kind of react one way or the other. I know everybody's upset. Everybody's pissed off about the, you know, uh, the offense the first week and, and not blowing out, uh, you know, EKU. Look, I, Paul Rogers has been doing this a long time and he told me something when we were walking out of Scott Satterfield's office on uh, Friday of last week, uh, after we did our, our pregame thing. And then he said it on the air Saturday night for anybody that was listening, but it's, it's true in a game like EKU, you can't win it. It's, it's a no win situation. You can't win it by enough. And if you win it by enough, then people are still going to say, well, it was EKU. Um, so I, I don't even really judge that one. You didn't lose to them. Like, uh, like some teams lost to an FCS school, uh, last week, you didn't lose the game. You won the game. It should have been 37 to three, made mistakes, uh, and, and, and hopefully they get better off of it. So day 12 is coming up, Michael. And, yeah, and then yeah. I think you can kind of, then I think people can go one way or the other and, and, and kind of see what this season's really going to, going to be. This is a challenge for this team on, on, on Friday night.
1: Yeah. Without question. Uh, um, I think coming into the season, I think. Gus Malzahn's team was kind of a a question mark with a lot of people, Um, you know, and those question marks really seemed to be growing in that first half of their first game against Boise State. Uh, But in that second half, uh, and since then, the Knights have looked like really a top 25 team. I mean, they just basically just dominated the the Broncos in the second half of that game, and then obviously just dismantled bethune cookman Last weekend, and and, you know, that's one of those games. Like you were just talking about with Louisville EKU, it's one of those. I don't know how much you really want to take away from it. So it's still a small sample size, but certainly uh, we've been talking about for a while. This Louisville UCF game really um, is a barometer of where this Louisville football team is. Um, I'm starting to feel good about the defense, but again, um, you don't want to put too much stock into EKU. Um, How much of the? How much did they learn from that all Miss loss? Because you're going to see some similar things in, in as far as tempo uh, in this game against the Knights. Um, and offensively, there's, I think Louisville still got a number of question marks and I think they're question marks that they can answer. Um, I think they've just got to f- find, you know, ways to improve, you know, that quarterback wide receiver connection, but certainly this is a, a stiff challenge for Scott Satterfield's team. I, could, I think if they come away with the win, um, that's a huge, a huge uh, gain for, for the Louisville football program and probably would make, a lot of people exhale um after what has been a disappointing first two games of this season.
2: Yeah, it it look it was disappoint- it, it's been disappointing. Um and and for me more than anything I think the disappointment comes just because um I, I just don't like last week I didn't sense the the urgency is is what I is what I kind of worry about more than anything. There wasn't that urgency for those for the guys to be out there and getting pumped up and all that kind of good stuff. I think it, I think, I think this is a good football team. I, I don't, I really don't know, Michael. I'm confused if I'm, if I feel worse than I did three weeks ago or if this is, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah. I predicted one and one, I predicted them to, you know, uh, you know, to lose the Ole Miss game by what, by four or six points or whatever. Um They didn't, they didn't look great in that game in the first half Looked better and, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's disappointing to me because of the of, because I don't feel the intensity uh, that I thought I would, and some players haven't played up to what I thought. Yeah. I think they should, and and I'll, I'll tell you, people were talking about Yaya Diaby on defense, which is true, and Brian Brown and everybody else has said, you know, he's got to step it up, and the. And the offensive line has got to step it up, but I'll tell you who I want to see step up. He's got the he's got the fourth most touches or the fourth most snaps on offense, and that's Marshawn Ford. I was expecting a lot more out of Marshawn Ford uh, this season. He's the one in my mind that has to take his game to another level.
1: Yeah, on that point, I was kind of expecting him to kind of be one of those leading. Even I know he's a tight end, H back, but actually being one of those. Leading receivers uh, that Louisville is continuing to look for and maybe starting to uncover. I think we're going to learn a lot more about uh, you know who may emerge in that wide receiver room uh, following this UCF game. Uh, but for me, um, while I didn't, my confidence meter didn't really move uh, for this EKU game. Is I you know Ole Miss is we're going to see throughout the season though, that, that tempo, especially open with them. You know, yes, you wanted to see the defense play much better than they did, um, but it's kind of a unique setting against one of the best offenses in the country. Um, So you knew they were going to, you know, have their struggles with that. Um, So, but I didn't lose complete faith in Brian Brown's defense. Uh, You know, and you don't want to again, obviously, put too much stock in what we saw in EKU, which I thought was a great performance overall by the defense. But what I wanted to see and what upset me or, or worries me is probably the better word is against EKU. The offense never really had a moment where okay we're dominating this thing we could take the ball and we can march down we're determined we're going to score score seven which a a program of Louisville stature and a power five should be able to do against EKU Um, you just never saw that you know and you know I called it energy um, or you can describe it any way that you know any word you want to throw out there but it just never felt like they had the pure confidence in themselves that okay we just took the ball at the 25 yard line we're going to go down do whatever we want to do against this team and score seven points. And that just didn't happen to me. And that, to me, that's the biggest concern going into to the game three is I still haven't seen, you know, the, an offense that can be consistent, you know, for four quarters.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. And that, and, and that, and that's very, um, that's that it is true. I'm watching the volleyball game. Sorry. I got distracted that's there. Global okay. just, just won the second set after losing the first set. So, uh, uh, always, uh, uh, nice to, uh, try to get them to beat Kentucky. But, uh, I, I think Michael that, yeah, that's my thing is, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, I'm kind of at a loss for like ways to describe it. I just have this feeling like they haven't played nearly as uh, to their, to their potential in the first two weeks. Yeah. And I hope that I'm right. And that this week we see something uh, that, that we see something uh, extraordinary and they, and they play really well. It's going to be, uh, it, it. it's going to take a really good game.
1: It is, you know, we heard, you know, Caleb Chandler, the offensive lineman three year starter. You know, starter, um, you know he, he basically said that yesterday when we talked to him, you know, the media after their practice yesterday is basically saying, look, we know we're not playing to our own expectations, not what the outside world's thinking, what they think themselves. And, and they should think very highly of themselves. Obviously, a ton of experience coming back uh, from last year, but they haven't, you know, measured up, you know, to their own admittance there. Um, and, and you could, you know, point your finger at almost any position group on the field. Um, you felt at each one of those spots, Louisville was, you know, for maybe at wide receiver, um, but in most of those spots, taking a step forward because of experience and added depth, and 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 you've seen flashes of individual you know, moments, but you just haven't seen it, you know, come together, especially offensively, um, which again, goes back to what I was just saying. It is my biggest concern coming in. Again, I think, I think they've got tools to where they could put something together. Uh, so, you know, like I said earlier, I think they've got questions that they can't answer. Will they get answered? That's,
2: you know, hopefully we'll find out in a positive way on Friday night. I will I will say this couple of po- let's talk about a couple of positives you know um uh, you know people talk about the offensive line and when you look at uh, at how the guys have graded out and how it that, uh, that they kind of rank in order as far as the first couple of weeks uh you know two of the top two of the top 3 guys and uh four of the top 6 are uh, uh guys that have over 20 snaps and is what I'm is what I'm comparing are guys that uh uh, are on the offensive line Josh Johnson has graded out the the best we'll talk about him in a minute Brian Hudson Caleb Chandler two and three those guys have to be on the field in my opinion I know they like to rotate and I know guys need rest but those guys need to be on the field those are the two guys that have graded out the best Malik Cunningham is fourth and Jalen Mitchell and then and then Renato Brown I, I I think Renato's kind of in that mode to me with those other guys and I think when you've got Brian, Caleb, and Renato on uh, on one side of the line, you're doing well. Um, you know, as well as Michael Gonzalez played in the first week, it was as bad as he played <laughs> in this in the second week. But you know, no, no, no. Uh, he's a freshman. It's gonna be. It's going to be like that. It's just that's just the way it is. But um, I think if those guys, if, if Hudson and Chandler can continue to do what they've been doing, um, if they can continue to do uh, to get things going as far as out there on the line. I did like what Luke Kandra did in the series uh, that he got last week. Um, he was pretty good. It was in kind of mop-up time, so I don't know that we'll specifically see him a lot, but uh, but I did, I did like what he did. So I'm hoping that the offensive line can kind of get things going this week.
1: Yeah, I am too, and, and you're going to need to see that from uh, obviously – Um, you know, the receivers, the running backs, just about all the different spots across the, across the field. You need your, you need the defense to continue that trend that we saw against Eastern Kentucky. Um, you know, and and like, you know, just like Ole Miss, I mean, Central Florida, you know, they move at a quick pace, you know, expect them to score some points. Um, like I said, I mean, it's a small sample size and one of those opponents was Bethune Cookman, but right now they're averaging what I think is 622 yards per game. Um, that in itself gives you enough example just through two through two weeks that this is an offense that can move the ball. So expect them to, to score some points, but the defense needs to you know make them punt a few times, come up with a, a turnover or two, um, and then you know the offense you know has got to wake up. It's you know it's got to find that rhythm uh, where they can become a consistent you know threat every time they touch the ball.
2: Yeah, I want to see what I really want to see this week is. Uh, I want to see the defense get some picks, get some, some turnovers. That would be, that would be great. And if that yep. happens, it really, it really takes things off as far as it, it gets things going as far as the, as far as the offense being able to relax a, a, a little bit. So uh that's what I'm kind of excited, you know, to see. And Josh Johnson is another thing I want to talk about. I think they've got to find a way to get him more involved. Right. Um I, You know, I, I, He's, he's been targeted eight times. He has eight catches on the season. Um, I, I think he has to be that guy. It's just my, that's, that's just what I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not a coach, but I see that he's the best route runner, or at least I think he's the best route runner on the team. And, and when you have that, it's just one of those deals. You just got to find a way to get him the ball. And I think he'll be more in the game plan. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, he's obviously, you know, showing great hands, the ability to catch the ball when you put it near him you know, and it's a great story. I mean, you know, he's gone through a lot injury wise. um, So you love to see him after this opportunity and thus far when he's been targeted, you know, he's come through. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I think he's one of those guys that should be emerging out of that wide receiver room is one of the go as one of the go-to guys.
2: All right. So we've got a schedule coming out. Women's schedule out tonight. It's uh it's, it actually is, I don't want to say it's easy because it's not easy because it's tough. But Louisville's uh, teams, they play twice, Boston College, Syracuse, which lost almost every player and a coach off of their team from last year. Uh, Pittsburgh and Notre Dame. uh, So maybe not as difficult as it has been in uh, the past. We'll have to wait and see who kind of comes out for uh, in the ACC and and really – you know, looks uh, like they uh, are, are going to be the team to beat this year, other than Louisville and and Florida State. Is Notre Dame going to make that uh, that that trip back up to the top of uh, of, of the ladder this soon or, or not? Uh, but the only they've got two road trips where they go back to back games in the ACC at Boston College and at NC State in mid January, and at Clemson and at Syracuse in in early February. So, Michael, I'm not in. They're, they've been so it's been so terrible their their schedule's been so hard and they've been up against it for a number of years now I, I hate to say this doesn't look hard but it doesn't look like this is uh uh it, it looks it looks doable Let me just say that it looks it looks doable uh for them and uh, it looks pretty good. We'll get the men's schedule tomorrow night We've told you the non-conference uh we're pretty certain on all of those and we'll get to, we'll get the men's schedule tomorrow night. Uh, at seven o'clock, we'll have it on the boards and recruiting this weekend. I don't expect a ton from, uh, uh, from football because it's a Friday night game and everybody in the state seems like they're playing this week on Friday night because, uh, you know, normally there's some, there's some off weeks and stu- such, but it doesn't look like there's many this week. So I don't expect a ton. Uh, but I do expect, uh, a bunch of those basketball guys for, uh, Louisville live will get in. Uh, On Friday, so I think they'll be at the game, and uh, and then on Louisville Live, it's gonna be it's gonna be jam packed. Um, Roddy Rice and Tay Davis, the two 2022 guys, um, Caleb Glenn, Jared McCain, and Dusty Stromer are the guys uh, there as well uh, for for Louisville. And then on officials, I think it's gonna be I know it's gonna be Damon King. Uh, I know it's going to be Aiden Evans. And then other than that, I think it's going to be Makai Johnson, Tyler McKinley, who I love, kid out of Ohio, 2024 kid out of Ohio and Laurent Rice, maybe Rayvon Griffith. That's still kind of up in the air. Uh, he's a top 30 player in the 2024 class. So load it. It's going to be fun. Horses and hoops, two yeah. of my favorite things in life. If you, uh, uh, horses and hoops together, uh, on a Saturday night, you can't get any better than that, right?
1: I mean, how can you beat, I mean, Churchill downs at night's already one of the, the, the coolest things to do in this community. And now you throw Louisville live, you know, you know, at the legendary track. I mean, that's, that's tough to beat. I mean, that's you know, and I'm expecting, hopefully the weather cooperates because I, I would think it's going to be a really fun, you know, kind of, you know, excited crowd because, you know, it is night, the lights are on and, you know, and we're, and we're talking some basketball, you know, great news, Montrezl Harrell is, is coming. So you can you know, celebrate his return and his, his appearance as well. Um, you know, so uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fantastic evening. And as you were listing off, you know, some of the the visitors, visitors that are going to be here, you know, it's something that we've talked about on the message boards and fans are, are getting excited about, but the talent that's coming up uh, locally, um,
2: you know, you, you talk I, I forgot it. to mention caleb glenn by the way yeah, no I, I didn't i mentioned him. it, I yeah. mentioned it. Okay. starting
1: yeah. with caleb glenn but then you know you, you talked to monty king and aiden evans i mean the the list goes on you know sisk over at ballard i mean there's some some talent in this area that you know good reason to get excited about it. i think if you're a louisville fan you know obviously we've detailed what chris mack has been doing with caleb glenn going over to those really early meeting or workouts over at Mel high school um and the relationship they're forming there but uh you know, I'm excited to see the talent that's coming up, you know, from Caleb Glenn and Glenn, and then the classes behind him as well.
2: Yeah. It's going to be fun. There's a lot of talent in the, uh, in the area uh, right now in the bat, in the basketball world. And hopefully that they can take advantage uh, of that. It'd be nice to get to, uh, Rodney Rice and Caleb Glenn sealed mm-hmm. up in the next month or so. If, uh, if Caleb really does make a decision in October, because I think, uh, you know, Rodney will have a decision sometimes sooner rather than later. So. If they can, if they could pop both those guys, woo, we, it would be getting, That'd be it nice. would be nice. Some good positive news. Yeah. Isn't that what we need? Uh, news
1: that uh, much needed news. I'll take anything. Congrats. Can speaking of that, congrats to the volleyball, as you mentioned earlier, um, off to a great, uh, great season so far. So, but yeah. Don't jinx
2: them. It's, uh, it, it's not over tonight though. So I'm, <laughs> well, I'm
1: talking overall in general. Great body of work this far climbing up into the polls, but, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, looking forward to eventually getting some great news. You know, coming this way, and certainly the fan base is in much need of it. And, you know, knock on wood, fingers crossed, you know, the the fan experience Friday night uh, will be much improved as well. So, you know, yeah,
2: we'll, and we'll do a podcast this week. Yep. Friday, Michael. And, and, and it'll be, it'll be more geared towards obviously the game on Friday night. We'll look, we'll look ahead, but it'll, it'll be geared a lot towards, uh, towards Louisville Live as well. We'll have some, uh, we'll have some details. I think, uh, I think you. I figured out. I think I figured out who's going to be one of the uh, uh, MC type people. Uh, I'm, 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 checking. I'm checking and see. I think I figured it out though. Nobody will say, but I think I did.
1: Sounds exciting. I'm on the edge of my seat already. Looking forward to it. So there's a nice plug. So I yeah, hope you enjoyed this Cards Cast. As he just mentioned, keep an eye out for Cards Cast on Friday as well. Plenty of pregame coverage at Cardinal Authority, so Keep clicking CardinalAuthority.com.